Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Um, how are you doing today? Good morning. Doing great. Oh, I'm enjoying fall. <laughs> it's nice, isn't it? It starts to get a little bit cooler and uh, beautiful nights. And of course, you have New uh, Hampshire, New England has all kinds of beautiful uh, uh, colors. We do. We do. So that's uh, pretty cool. And uh, uh, usually, are you guys, uh, y'all aren't chasing the aspirin this year because you're traveling so much, huh? Well, we were up in the mountains. There was some. Um, it wasn't uh, peak yet up at the very top. Mm-hmm. Um, they're starting to change some. There was some color a little bit late this year, uh, partly because yeah. we've had so much rain that right. uh, it, and we haven't had a lot of cold weather. So uh, those two things prolong it. So it's just starting, which is normally two weeks before now. Mm-hmm. And we would have seen it a lot, and and but we won't be able to. We'll be able to get the tail end of it when we come back. Uh, so we'll see yeah. New, New Hampshire, and then we'll see the tail end of it. But we will miss the typical thing we do is go up and just chase it down. Right, because so, you kind of chase it all the way down, yeah. The, the brilliant uh, yellows and uh, oranges for us. You guys get all the reds and right. all, all the different we were colors. Just, um, so, yeah, as everyone knows, we tape this early, and we're prepping for – Rich and Linda heading to Tuscany and then um, and then to New Hampshire after that. So we're taping this the end of September. Dan and I just got back from celebrating his birthday this weekend. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? And uh, it was so much fun. And um, I actually rented an Airbnb treehouse. So we did a little glamping, if, if I guess that's the word for it these days. Mm-hmm. Um, so much fun. It was it was really a fantastic weekend um stayed in this tree house that's all outfitted like a like a normal house it was super cute inside had a good time took our e-bikes and the bronco up and we did the rail trails along the river and around a lake up there and just had a good time but we're starting to see colors peeking out um so again i think by the time y'all get here in a couple weeks it'll be good that'd be great i would look forward to that yeah well, we've been uh, talking about the supernatural, and um, we, uh, you know, as we describe it, remember, it's just unique things that God does to demonstrate his work in your life and can be, you know, it's like you were describing uh, with your, uh, uh, you know, little uh, friend that had the daughter there that um, it was just a series of things put in place mm-hmm. that at the end of it, or of anything really uh, that she could recognize this is God working her and working for right. her and with her. And it's not, it's not natural. It wasn't normal um, mm-hmm. because of what God did and how he did it. And, you know, and it's just think of, of God doing, you know, getting us to the right place at the right time with the right people in the right situations. So he can demonstrate these cool things mm-hmm. that, that he's, that he's trying to do, you know, so it's a real privilege and a, and a joy, you know, to be a part of that and to see it. So uh, we're excited for that. And um, uh, as we talk about 
right now, it's how do we put ourselves in a position to walk with God, to experience it. Um, and, and we talked about uh, sometimes you're going to have to be obedient to what he has to mm-hmm. say. Uh, uh, sometimes it's just, uh, you know, uh, walking with him and, and letting him do his work and then asking him questions. This is a cool little story in uh, John 5, the, the healing of the, at the pool of Bethesda, uh, which is kind of neat. So read that one, John 5, 1 to 15. Sure. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which in he- which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. And Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well took up his bed and walked, and that day was the Sabbath. The Jews, therefore, said to him who was cured, it is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your bed. (laughs) He then answered them, he who made me well said to me, take up your bed and walk. Then they asked him, who is the man who said to you, take up your bed and walk? But the one who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn a multitude being in that place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you have been made well. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. Yep. Um, So, um, you know, he's coming into Jerusalem for the feast. And um, he already knows, because of, remember, the uh, Pharisees and the Sadducees, uh, they are against him because mm-hmm. he's challenging their law, their system, because right. uh, they're wrapped up in system. And Jesus is all about relationship. Right. And he's been inviting people to relationship, doing supernatural works, which these uh, Jewish leaders aren't denying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're just trying to say, you know, he can't be doing it uh, of God because it, it doesn't follow the law. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's causing trouble. They see him as someone who's taking people away from them, uh, to follow his idea. And they think his idea isn't right because he's not following the law, which is what they're right. engrossed in. Uh, so he knows they're going to have opposition. Um, and he, uh, goes up to Jerusalem and, uh, Jerusalem, the city of, uh, David, uh, was a walled city mm-hmm. and there were these big gates uh, around the city that you would enter into the city through these gates, which you still can do today, by the way. Uh, okay. They don't have the doors, uh, big doors on them, but they're uh, open gates that you walk through and they're, and they're still made of stone. Um, and um, uh, he goes to this pool, which is, you know, he wa- if you walk in, actually I've been there. So you, you walk in uh, through the gate if you just kept walking along the path or the road, mm-hmm. 
um, you would walk right past Bethesda Pool. Okay. Um, we know it's there, but you could basically just keep walking past it. So obviously, um, uh, because of where this guy is, Jesus had to purposely go into this place. Okay. So he stops and he's going to this pool of Bethesda, uh, which, um, as they experienced it, uh, was there was a stirring of the water. Um, and if somebody could get to the stirring before anybody else, you know, they would be made well, uh, which is either, you know, it's angelic and or it might be just that the people that got made well, you know, were were believing that they could be made well and they were, you know, they were made well. So it's, mm-hmm. it's an interesting thing. Uh, he had an infirmity for 38 years. Um, and Jesus basically, I think, went to Bethesda to talk to him. Uh, he's lying there. He always he already know he's been in that condition. And he asked him a question uh, in verse six. What does he ask him? Do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? Um, you would think when somebody this has infirmity or anybody has trouble, you know, if you have adversity, you have things going against you. Uh, you know, just like that girl you were talking about yesterday that I have high anxiety. Would you like to not have anxiety? Mm-hmm. Um, you would think everybody's answer would be, of course. Would be yes. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I do. Uh, well, this guy uh, doesn't really answer that way. Um, uh, in verse seven, you know, what does he say? Um, he says, sir, I have no man to put me in the pool when the water's stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Okay. Um, do you want to be made well? Interesting enough, he doesn't answer the question. Right. Uh, what he does just he... makes an excuse, basically, yeah. for why he's not stepping into healing. Yeah. yeah. In essence, um, because of my adversity, mm-hmm. uh, I can't get there. Mm-hmm. So in essence, he's saying, why bother? Right. Yeah. You uh, definitely see the spirit of resignation yeah, in that, right? Yeah. You know, why bother? He doesn't say yes. He doesn't say um, no. He just says an excuse as to why he's not. Mm-hmm. And in essence, if I could just get somebody to carry me faster than anybody else, you know, I could get there, but that's why I could never get there. So why bother? Mm-hmm. And in essence, and this is, this is an interesting answer to the question that I see a lot of believers having, do you want to be made well because of my circumstance, I can't get well. Mm. Um, and they don't really go to the depth of the answer of even yes, it's basically no, mm-hmm. because, because I can't get there and I can't solve it or this thing can't be solved naturally. And, and so, in essence, no, um, mm-hmm. I don't want to be made well. I mean, it'd be nice to be made well, but because, because, because um, I'm stuck mm-hmm. and I, I've accepted it, uh, that I'm stuck. And, and then people uh, in the Christian life say, well, you, that's God's will and you need to accept it as you're stuck to suffering this awful situation 
uh, the rest of your life because you can't get there, which we know. Hmm. Uh, but nobody has thought about, wait a minute, you know, what does God have to say about this? Because right. he might be able to overcome this supernaturally. And so he's, he's stuck in that paradigm of, um, I can't see a way through this and there's no, mm -hmm. there's no possibility of it. Um, okay. So, um, uh, Jesus knows his answer. Um, <laughs> the funny thing about, about, you know, the life of Christ is that if it was us, we'd start debating the guy. Well, <laughs> so you think you can't get there and that's why you don't want to do it. And you really just said no. And, you know, we'd, we'd explain all of it, you know, and Jesus, right, just, right. Jesus just says, well, uh, rise, take up your bed and walk. Um, immediately the man was, was made well, took up his bed and walked. Um, so he basically said, you, you say you can't get there. Mm -hmm. I'm commanding by speaking and my instruction is that you have the faith to rise up and, and mm -hmm. think about it at the moment. He can't. Right. He certainly can't take his bed and he certainly can't walk. Um, but when Jesus said, rise up, see, he, he received that power, received that authority. And he, he in, his, in his heart mm -hmm. said, you know, I'm going to make the attempt. I believe that. I'm, I'm stepping into it. I'm going to, I'm going to rise. And he didn't talk him in that time. Remember, he's, he's, he's so discouraged that he's explaining why he can't do it. Mm -hmm. And all Jesus has to say, well, my answer is stand up, mm -hmm. which he couldn't do. But because Jesus said it, he overcame all of that resignation, all right. of that doubt and excuse and it had to be see in his own soul that he said, I'm going to take the effort to rise as he's rising, kind of like the lepers, you know, as they were walking, right. as he's making the attempt to rise, he gets his legs strengthened and is healed. Um, and he then, you know, takes up his bed and he walked out. <laughs> hmm. um, so Jesus heals him. Um, it appears that it was, in a sense, a little bit private at this point. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, and usually there's a lot of people around there. Uh, and when the, when the uh, uh, Jews said, hey, this is on the Sabbath, <laughs> and it's... <laughs> It's not lawful. Yeah. I gotta say, yeah. how ridiculous yeah. is that response? Yeah. You just watch a man who's been lame for 38 years, you know, who's yeah. sick for 38 yeah. years, yeah. get up and be healed. And it's yeah. all. Yeah. And that so it happened on the Sabbath. Well, think, <laughs> think of the funny thing is, is it's a Sabbath and they say, remember, they had defined work at mm -hmm. such a, such a detail level that, you know, again, right. the Orthodox Jew in Jerusalem can't even push the buttons for the elevators because that's work. Uh, so carrying your bed mm -hmm. is work. <laughs> uh, and it's unlawful. Think about it, what they're saying. This, this, mm -hmm. this doesn't make follow our norm, our, our conforming law, and it's unlawful. Um, and he said, well, um, I just followed what he said. The guy who made me well, take up your bed and walk. Mm -hmm. Um 
Well, he says, who is the man who said that to you? Take up your bed and walk. Uh, but the one that was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had already withdrawn, and a multitude was in that place. So that, um, interesting enough, and this is the beauty of, of God's love for us, is that it appears, because I've been there, he purposely went in for that guy. Mm. Um, and even in this case, he wasn't even, like lots of times, he was he wanted people to know it was him right and it in was this god case, he withdrew so there wasn't a trying to bring attention to it yeah so evidently um it's not public at the moment mm -hmm. who did this um right. and jesus did it for that person kind of i i think there was either he was in a certain spot or he did it in a way that um wasn't obvious and then he withdrew um, um and he says well uh, I know, I know who said, I know somebody said it to me. I did it. I was healed. Uh, but I don't really know who it is. Um, mm -hmm. and then afterward, Jesus found him in the temple. Okay. Now the temple is quite a ways away from Bethsaida, Bethesda. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so, uh, that means, you know, afterward could have been later that day, could have been tomorrow. Um, and by the way, this guy can walk. Mm -hmm. So one thing he does is, hey, I want to go to the temple because I probably have, I had never probably haven't been there in a long time. Um, right. So he goes to the temple. Jesus finds him. And then he comes up to him. Now, at that moment, the guy recognizes, mm -hmm. you know, hey, you're the guy that healed me. Um, right. You know, and I'm Jesus the Christ. Um, and he says what in verse 14? He says, see, you have been made well, sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. Okay. Um, so it's an interesting statement uh, that he makes. Um, you have been made well, uh, sin no more, mm -hmm. lest a worse thing comes upon you. Um, well, for somebody that's been infirm for 38 years, there's not a whole lot worse, right? Right. <laughs> um, I guess other than death, you know. So um, he's not saying, you know, a a worse condition is going to come upon you. He's saying that, um, you know, sin no more, uh, which he then would have uh, uh, understood later, was um, don't follow your own path and not decide to ultimately follow me. So this would have been a person mm -hmm. who, um, again, after you know Christ was resurrected, probably was one of the 3,000 that Peter spoke to that he learned, he learned what Jesus just said. Right. Um, you know, sin no more. Uh, it's, uh, he's been laying around doing not much. So he's not, his active life isn't sinning. His sinning is that he's not willing at the moment, he hasn't been willing to receive God's supernatural work because mm. uh, he has an excuse. Right. Um, he said, I want you to stop living that way and start to follow, you know, what I have to offer you and follow me, lest you continue to have trouble. Because mm -hmm. uh, I, can, I can resolve your trouble if you walk with me, but if you stay away from me, you're going to wind up experiencing more adversity um and it'll be worse for you in, in, in essence not 
not mechanically worse. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll just be unpleasant for you, and you'll even have more of a struggle in life than you've had these years because all you've worried about is this. And if you continue to f- not follow me, you're going to wind up with all kinds of issues in life that you're going right. to be oppressed by. Um, so he's really talking about the overwhelming life of the beauty of God that he's trying to you know offer to you. You know, so um, the questions that he's asking us. Uh, in this little story, if you want to put yourself in a position of healing is, um, well, do you really want to get healed? Mm-hmm. And the healing could be, do you want to overcome this adversity? Do you really want God to act? Do you really want right. something? Do you want to experience my supernatural movement in your circumstance? Yeah. Whatever to, that is. Whatever right? that is. Do you really want it? Or are you keep focusing on, yeah, but what I call the yeah, but. hmm is yeah, but I can't do that, or yeah, but right. it ain't gonna happen, or yeah, but I'm in a situation. There's no way I can do this, and um, I'm really agreeing with that spirit of resignation. Right, right. right. Um, and so he says, "Do you really want to get well?" Um, and uh, underneath it all, I think the answer was, "I I do, but I have an excuse why not." Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, "Well, then uh, take up your, you know, rise up and take up your bed and walk." And at that moment, as Jesus now instructs us. Are we willing to take that step, even in our mind? I don't know if I can do that, but he says, well, just have a heart to do it. Right. Uh, and that's it. And then you'll get healed. And then, by the way, uh, don't go back to your life of flesh mm-hmm. and your life of self. But because remember, he defines sin as self versus following him. So he's saying, as you're going to learn this, son, but but follow me instead of self. Right. Um, right. And I love even that, you know, as you're saying that, follow me instead of self, you see in this situation, you see in the story we um, shared yesterday in Luke 17, that step of obedience that he called him to, you know, and, and then the healing comes in the process of taking that step was not logical, you know, in either situation. And a lot of times that step, whatever it is that God is telling us, you know, if he's going to be acting in a supernatural way in this, it's not this logical step that we can come up with the idea on our own always. Right. Right. (laughs) And so being able to step out in faith and trust him, which comes back to practicing hearing his voice and seeking his voice and then trusting it enough to act on it. Right. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and what God is saying is if you have a heart to follow me, you'll receive me uh, welcome and you'll, and here's the key. Uh, is that as I do these supernatural things, I don't want you to stop mm. and say, hey, thanks. Um, that's good enough. Mm. Um, it's no, you got life to live. And I want you to continue now to learn to follow me. Mm-hmm. And it, it'll even be grander because I'll do great and mighty supernatural things. Now, if you if you did a uh, a hierarchy of the things that happened to this guy later, he would put healing at the top. Hmm. Um, but God says, as you live life and follow me, uh, yeah, you could put that at the top, but all these other things are going to be grand as well, because I, I want to have all of your life experience the abundant that I life that I have for yeah. you. And it may not be as dramatic as this, 
but it's still going to be my way for you to enjoy life. And the only mm-hmm. way you can do it is you're going to have to keep walking with me. And and this is why he's telling the story is that um, I don't want people to quit upon receiving something that they uh, get to enjoy. That's mm-hmm. really a deep uh, problem that I overcame for them. And then they stop following me uh, right. because, hey, that's that's good. OK, thanks. I'll be I'll go back on my own now. And he said, no, keep, I, I wanted to do that. I want to put you in a position to do that, but c- keep coming uh, and live life. So it's kind of, kind of a cool story. That's awesome. Yep. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you as always for just the wisdom as we step into or continue walking through this study on supernatural. I think it's gotta be just so encouraging to everyone. I mean, even as many times as I've read and heard some of these before being reminded of the faithfulness of God, the power of God, the authority of God, and all of that, along with the desire of his heart to work in our lives in these ways is just such an important thing to, to remember. And, and honestly, something to hold on to if you're sitting in the midst of one of these difficult situations that could leave you in resignation. That's not who he is. He has more for you. Lean yep. in, ask, what does he have? And then step into it. Yep. You know? Yep. So. Yep. Well, Heavenly Father, thank you for that uh, truth and that uh, we pray that we'll have a heart to say yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, we do want to get healed. And yes, we want to continue to walk with you to have all of life be blessed by your supernatural work. And may we have a, the privilege of that. And may we have the heart to follow in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks so much. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. All right. See you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.